We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our collective heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, you who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have gathered together as we, we come together on a weekly basis and as we gather together around his word and, and we focus our attention one last time specifically on that model prayer. I, I want to just admit to you that I am not one who regularly watches a lot of network television. And it might be that, that many of you aren't either. It seems that network programs or at least watching television shows when they regularly come on at their appointed hour, it's starting to fall from popularity because of all the streaming you can have and because of, of Netflix and being able to, to choose to watch things that, that aren't on the main stations anymore. And yet, every once in a while, something catches my attention a new program that they're advertising. And that was the case earlier in this fall season when new programs were starting. They seemed to kind of coincide with the beginning of the school year. And there's this new program on one of the main networks, and, and this is how it was described. A psychological mystery that examines the origins of evil along the dividing line between science and religion. The series focuses on a skeptical female psychologist who joins a priest in training and a carpenter, carpenter? as they investigate the church's backlog of unexplained mysteries, including supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and hauntings. Their job is to assess if there is a logical explanation or if something truly supernatural is at work. And the name of the show? Evil. You see, you got to hand it to the executives of these networks. They know what grabs attention. They know what constitutes entertainment. They know the type of thing that might pique our interest and get people to watch their shows. They're in the business of entertainment. They're in the business of, of making money by putting out a product that people would be inclined to watch. Now, I have not seen an episode of Evil, but it did get me thinking about the mentality that you and I might have when we hear the word evil. Today, as we gather together in the house of our Lord and as we pray collectively the last petition of the Lord's Prayer, which is, but deliver us from evil. I add to that prayer that we would leave here with a healthy idea of what true evil is. And it's not just an entertainment piece. But what true evil is and, even more importantly, where our deliverance comes from. 
And so we're going to look through this as we, we go through it. And, and maybe before we, we go much further, let's go back to God's Word and just read through the Lord's Prayer as is presented in Matthew's account. And so I read to you from Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 9. And maybe you can start going through the checklist in your mind as we go through that introduction or address, our Father in heaven, and then the seven requests that are being made, the seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer, the final one being today. This is what it says. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so we talk about what this evil one or what this evil is that we are praying about. I think everyone here would would say that evil does exist. But I don't know that it's something that we regularly think about. But in order to prove my point to you, you who have children or you who know parents of other children, are you aware of the different types of categories that parents sometimes get placed into? You know, are, are you, what kind of parent are you? Are you a helicopter parent? You've heard that designation. The helicopter parent is the one that's constantly whirling above his child or her child. Some would say maybe a little overprotective. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I love this, uh, and you hear different designations. Some people would say, are you a helicopter or are you a jellyfish? And the jellyfish is kind of what a jellyfish is. They just... And the idea is, yeah, I'm a jellyfish. I'm going to be hands-off and I'm going to let my child do as he or she sees fit because they're going to have to learn to fend for themselves and, yeah, it's going to be a tough go of it on occasion, but they will learn and they will be better equipped. And so maybe you got the two extremes, the, the helicopter or the jellyfish. Sometimes people refer to the tiger and the jellyfish. I don't honestly care where you fall in that spectrum. But I want you to acknowledge this, whether you are a helicopter or a jellyfish, you realize that there's evil. And you cope with it in a different way. So for example, a helicopter says, I cannot allow my child to fall, and so I will be with them every moment of the way, overprotective because I want to keep the bad things from happening to them. And on the other end, I know there are bad things, but I feel like the best way I can equip them is by letting them realize it themselves from little on so that they are fortified and ready to fend for themselves. Whether you are on one side or the other, you realize that there is evil in this world. It exists. My fear is that we are convinced that the evil is only 
in physical nature. And to be sure, it is. If you read through Psalm 91, which we just did, and you sing on eagle's wings, which we did, you are reminded constantly that evil exists and it so frequently is the result of living in a sinful, fallen world. It's the very reason why you and I sometimes have a hard time stomaching turning on the evening news and we're thankful that the Astros games are going long. Because I don't want to watch the news because I see about the murders and the abductions. I see about the the families that have been torn apart and the robberies and the thefts. I hear about the natural disasters and calamities, whether it's forest fires or earthquakes, and I say, boy, we must live in a fallen world that's evil because it's not how God had always intended things to be. And so for a fact, we live in an evil world and we have need to pray about it. But the evil goes deeper, doesn't it? When we're praying about delivering ourselves from evil or being delivered from that evil, it isn't just huddling up into the safe house. Because when we're in the safe house together and we look around and we feel that we finally have been taken from all the challenges of this world, a very sobering reality sets in. And it's that the evil is even coming from within us. Because it's a spiritual evil. It's a sinful evil. It's evil that is the result of not always being in tune with God and his perfect will. And we realize that the evil lurks in our own hearts. And behind that is the spiritual battle for our soul. And doesn't that sound dramatic? And yet that's how scripture talks. And so at this time, maybe we can talk about the difference in translations. When you're praying the Lord's Prayer, we talk about, but deliver us from evil. In Matthew's account, it says, but deliver us from the evil one. Really, there isn't much of a difference. Because the evil one would be the devil himself, Satan. And yet we know that his game, if you will, is to unleash evil in our lives Anything that separates us from the love of God, anything that corrupts our confidence in our Savior God. And so we pray for the same thing. Let us be delivered not only from the devil, but from all of the effects of evil because we know it exists and we've been on the receiving end of those things. So now that we are convinced that it's truly an issue, And I take the time to to emphasize that now because I, like you, frequently start praying the Lord's Prayer with a lot of fervor. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I run out of steam towards the end. And sometimes the phrase, but deliver us from evil, just, it just kind of mumbles off your tongue. But if I have your attention about the existence of evil, whether it's physical or spiritual, and it surrounds us in every way, 
then you know as well as I do just how much we need to be delivered. And so we pray that to our Lord. Lord, deliver us from evil. That, that word deliver has other synonyms throughout Scripture. Save would be another one. Rescue would be another common one. Because the image is this. You are in a helpless situation. I want you to imagine being taken in a helicopter 45 miles off the coast, being released into the water, and all you can see are waves around you, no semblance of dry land anywhere to be found, and there you are, treading water. That's the type of evil situation we find ourselves in, in need of deliverance. And then someone throws you a life raft. But he gives us so much more. You see, deliver us from evil is reminding us that we are, by ourselves, in a fallen world, struggling to keep our head above water and keeping our hearts protected from the forces of evil. And we need to be delivered. It's a real battle that's going on every day of our lives. And so sometimes this is what we do. We fight a portion of the battle. And by that I mean we fight the part that we can see. And let's go right back to to the parenting description that I gave before. As a parent, one of the worst things to see is when your child is going through a tough time. It breaks your heart. And as a parent, what's the number one thing you want to do? You want your child to stay out of harm's way. That's why you put the helmet on their head when they're learning to ride the bike. That's why you keep them away from skateboards, or if you put them on a skateboard, they're padded from head to toe. That's why when they start to run a fever, you give them medicine or you take them to the doctor. But sometimes one of the devil's greatest strategies is to get us so focused on removing the evil effects of sin from the physical world that we consider it to be a job well done. And we ignore about the spiritual evil that lurks. Because then we've gone from the frying pan into the fire. When we think that we as a parent have done everything that we need to do to rescue our child from evil by putting them in a bubble house. But we've simply failed to take care of their soul. Then we've removed some evil, but allowed the greater evil to lurk. Lord, we need deliverance. Lord, deliver us from evil. And if at this point you're starting to see maybe there needs to be a little bit of a, of a renewed mindset when praying the Lord's Prayer, maybe we need to pray this with just a little bit of, of feeling nervous or concerned, a little bit of a, a renewed fervor for the Lord's Prayer. I'm right there with you, Lord. Deliver us from evil because evil exists. We need to be delivered. And in Christ... We have one who's in the delivering business.
which is why we pray. So I'm from the vintage, the era of NBA basketball in the early 90s. That's kind of when I started following NBA basketball. And there was a, a basketball player who played the majority of his career for the Utah Jazz. I think he concluded his career with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, his name was Carl Malone, and he had the nickname the Mailman. And he was the mailman because he always delivered. Well, with all due respect, we have a better delivery system in Jesus Christ. He always delivers. Our Savior God always delivers. And this is where your head might be wondering, but is that true? Because I still fear getting into a car accident. I still fear cancer ravaging my body. I still fear, because I've witnessed with my own eyes, life not working out according to my plan. Deliver us from evil, we pray. And we recognize that we have an incredible God who can shield us from so much physical harm. In fact, he has. The fact that you are here today means that he sent his holy angels to guard you and protect you on the road to this place at this time. And yet so often we take it for granted. But the prayer to deliver us from evil is so much more than just the temporal perspective. Because in a fallen world, things that we do not desire or are not good for our bodily uh, sustenance or, or uh, maintenance, it, it happens regularly. And that's why when we pray, deliver us from evil, we do so knowing that we have a God who always delivers in the end, even if during the day, sin seems to get the upper hand. Which is why the Apostle Paul, who was so well-versed in understanding his Savior, could find himself at times in prison with the right attitude. In chapter 1 of Philippians, he realizes he's imprisoned and could very possibly lose his life. And he doesn't pray, deliver me from evil or deliver us from evil, but he puts that into different words when he says, for me, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. You see, he knew where his deliverance came from. He was saying, if the Lord delivers me from this prison cell, I get to continue to, to praise my Lord and live for him, the one who has saved me. But if I should die, it's a gain. Because I know that heaven awaits me. It's the ultimate deliverance to be removed from this sinful world and spend an eternity with my Savior God in perfect peace and happiness. And so also we, we who pray but deliver us from evil, we can have that rock-solid confidence because you look once again to the work of Christ. And you see a God 
who became our substitute, who became our Savior. You see a God who, who took our sins and he says, I will deal with that so that you can have confidence before your Father in heaven. So much confidence that you can pray, but deliver us from evil and know without a doubt that your true deliverance will come. Which allows us now to thank him every time he keeps us safe and our loved ones safe. But even at the moment when our lives are ended here, to know that the ultimate deliverance continues well on into eternity. Friends, it's a good way to end a prayer by wrapping up so many things that have been talked about. We want God's name to be holy in our lives. We, we want his will to be done. We ask him to bless us in so many ways and yet at the very end of the prayer, it's healthy to be reminded we walk in danger all the way. But we have one who delivers us. And we get to pray to God about that regularly. Protect us from all harm. And ultimately, protect our soul from the evil one. And in Christ, we know you have and you always will. Amen. Dear friends, now may the the peace of God which surpasses all understanding may it guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus our Lord. Amen.